What is even up? It's your boy Crabman here with my boy Heckenstein. Welcome. So to oh, the right. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good out. Oh yes, that one. How are we all doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How do you do? So, um, how do I do? I think good. Mm. Hey, you think good, but what? How do you do? Ask me how you think, man. Oh, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I'll have to remember. We'll, we'll come back to it yes. after. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, good news. The, the horrible flatmate has moved out as of, I think, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. So I had like a whole day <laughs> without her. And it was great. <laughs> Enjoyed that day completely. I even I even worked like the, the pretty much the whole day. I had like just like this. It's nice. nice. Did some workout afterwards. Just felt good. Just felt good. Way less stress. Nice. Inflammation, I think, even has like decreased. Huh. Could be just because uh, now now I have it in the right wrist a little bit more than the left, but that's alright. <laughs> I can I can deal with that. Mm. I can deal with that if I don't have to get screamed awake at 6.30 a.m. So, <laughs> all fine on my end. Yeah. Nice. So that's just done. Yeah, we got no the keys. No more drama. <laughs> I guess there will, there, will, there will probably be a little bit drama still, but yeah. I mean, I think she, she took like some of the cook stuff that wasn't hers uh -huh. and um, she still has to repair or like let someone repair the the glass thingy uh -huh. in the door um, other than that I, I think with it yeah that's probably it I hope I'll never see her again but I kind of have a feeling that I'll see her at one point or another walking around here in Leipzig but, it's always the fear. Yeah, well, I guess I never, never seen Winky <laughs> in the years I I've lived here, and I'm really looking for. And I, I mean, I, I often see him, but it's never really him. It's just like some somebody with a beard, and I'm like, Who could that be him? Mm. Just stare somewhere else and walk, and then hide behind a bush and peek over to to identify. And yeah, it's never, it's never him, unfortunately. But, yeah. Shame. Can you do? What can you do? <laughs> Contact him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not. It's not that. Not that that keen at seeing seeing him. I mean, mm. should I talk some more, or are you preparing to say something? No, I'm mm. trying to figure out what to say. I feel like this is one of those days where just. Nothing comes to mind. Yeah. Did we even do anything? I mean, we hung out a bit. Did we watch? Oh, we watched Army of the Dead. We did. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah, I thought a little bit more about it. And I, 
I still don't think it was that good. <laughs> I would even decrease my rating from 8.5 to a 7.5. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, tell me more about that. Uh, okay, so... I think you know what? I wasn't wrong enough. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna... <laughs> we're not gonna spoil anything, so don't be afraid. So please watch out. You know? I will try my very best. I know there, there are a couple of things that you liked especially mm. that we shouldn't probably talk about because it's kind of interesting. And I even found something out about a movie that we did that's not in the movie, but that kind of explains a little bit more mm -hmm. what's going on there. Um, gonna tell you afterwards. Nice. But yeah, I, I mean, so it was a really weird experience to watch this movie with you mm -hmm. because I expected you to hate it. So that was that was my expectation going in. So I, I watched it like looking out for stuff that you probably wouldn't <laughs> like. <laughs> then, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, maybe maybe that was like my fault for like looking for faults in the movie from the get-go mm. um so i was really really surprised if like midway we paused and you were like oh it's such a great movie you know like what did we watch the same thing because yeah i don't know so i i thought the beginning was really boring i mean the beginning before like the music video montage mm -hmm. um just like the the first like the explanation where they come from the zombies it was like i didn't like the 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 camera lens this this focus uh, thingy I, I liked it later more when mm -hmm. i thought like this claustrophobic really tight focus really gave me the 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 right feeling for being like in las vegas like with zombies Mm. Kind of felt right, but in, in the beginning when you're like just in a desert and you're like following, I mean maybe in the car with the military guys there I can see it because it's tight space, but like in the open, I don't know. then I hated how they behaved. It was just <laughs> too cheesy and too bad. Like I, don't know. I thought like the the army is like supervising these movies. How could they let this this go? How could they let this through? I mean they don't behave like military people. They they behave like civilians. They're like, oh my god, the thing exploded and now it's open. And then, then they get like the radio, the, the woman at the radio telling them, oh, get your man out there. And he's like, what? <laughs> get your man out there. Well, why are you talking about get my man out here? Why should I do that? And she's like, yeah, get your man out there. And he's like, huh? Well, I guess we could do that. Mm, let me think <laughs> about it. And then they all die. And I'm just like, that's not how the military operates. I know that because I, I know somebody who's in the military once. <laughs> I watch a lot of YouTube videos, so I'm obviously the expert. Um, yeah, so that part I didn't like. But then the opening montage really won me over. That was really nice. Um, the characters were okay. I thought like there were a couple of cool characters that I really that were really well developed. I say without really having the knowledge what that means, uh, but uh, they had like seven people, right? That's what they, he said. You, you have to make a team with seven people. And it's like weirdly Possibly. specific numbers. <laughs> that eight is too much, but seven—that's what you need. And then they, you know, you saw like the background of the the one guy, the YouTube guy, and I was like, oh, that's a really fun character, but he doesn't do much in the movie. 
and it's like the most people there except like the few main characters mm-hmm. they they are flavorful put in there but they don't do anything really and it, i don't know uh, i was disappointed by that then i really hated like his his daughter and this whole spiel with her like oh no i gotta do this and and he's like, no, don't do it. And he's like, ah, I've got to do it. And then, okay, well, then I guess you can do it. And they do it. And then, of course, she sneaks out and gets in danger. And he has to save. And it's, like, so obvious. I thought, like, this was a bit lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did like that it was, like, so comic booky, over, overblown everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts with this car driving the other car and then exploding a huge explosion and i remember i laughed out loud at that moment because it was just ridiculous that it would happen but i can't get with that you know i can get with ridiculous action i don't like that the, the in-between part like i like serious action and ridiculous action but everything in between is kind of awkward mm. the first mission impossible where it's like all it's like serious action up until the end when the helicopter drives in uh, flies into the tunnel like oh, that's not that's not possible that's weird and then it tries to kill tom cruise with the <laughs> rotor blades and like no i'm not there for that and then it explodes and like just uh, the one blade uh, on his uh, throat stops and then uh, i'm like okay that's over the top enough that i like it again <laughs> but the in-between part i hate it <laughs> yeah um yeah, that's 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 what I, I don't know. I, I didn't for me it, it really didn't come together in the end as well. Like I I love the colorful people, the interesting setup, the action. Like the I always like the Zack Snyder, like how he frames stuff. Mm. I mean, it's not always like um, telling you why. He frames it, but it looks good, and I like that. And it was the same like in this movie. Yeah, I really liked how he framed stuff, how he took time to show like specific things. But uh, in a lot of cases, I don't think it really. I, I didn't see like a reason why, and it didn't really give me much. But I did enjoy it. I think I enjoyed it way more if it was just like two hours instead of two and a half hours. Uh, but all in all, good movie. Certainly, seven point five out of ten. Now you go. Yeah. Well, I disagree with all of that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't like the characters. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was surprised by this uh, because, well, I feel like Zack Snyder hasn't made a good movie since Watchmen. Sucker Punch, I really wanted to like, but it was just. Not that good. I really, I really liked that movie the first time I watched it. Yeah, I don't think I ever rewatched it. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid to do so. It's not good. Yeah. It it doesn't work. I mean, I, I appreciate that he tries to do something, but hello, hello, Yana. Um, and well, so. Then, of course, he did the whole superhero stuff, which was all terrible. Like, amazingly terrible. And Waterman was also superhero, but... Hmm? Technically, oh, yeah. That was, yeah. Watchman is superhero. Well, it's a deconstruction of superheroes. Yeah. But then he tried to, de- to keep deconstructing 
superheroes that don't need to be deconstructed anymore. What does deconstructing mean in that context for Superman, for example? I thought it was... Is it deconstruction? I only I always felt like it's not really... And hello, Friedrich. He's not really looking behind, like, what, what does this character make out? It's just like he... He just changed it. It's like a different flavor. Like, a, well, how, I mean, how would Superman be if, if it wasn't the Superman we know? <laughs> I mean, the deconstruction is always what's the what's the flip side, what's the dark side, what else is going on there in this colorful, you know, just. I mean, superheroes used to be pure awesomeness. And then mm. I guess Alan Moore came along and was like, what if they're all terrible? Mm. And <laughs> Everybody was oh, what a great idea. Let's do that for the next 10 years. Yeah, and then Frank Miller did the same with Batman. And then uh, I don't know who went first with that, but yeah. I think Alan Moore was first, wasn't he? I wish. I mean, I really like um, him better than Miller, uh, Moore. Miller. Well, it's, yes, Moore and Miller. <laughs> Martha! Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I such a lucky break that they they had the same name. The <laughs> <worms. laughs> it went completely different if if this wasn't the case. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, so Watchmen is originally from '86. Ooh, and the Dark Knight Returns also from '86. So I guess they both around the same time. Well, well independently then. Well, I guess uh, they've been. I mean, it's probably not their first works. It's just the most seminal one. Sure, um, sure, sure. But yeah, and I felt like, well, I hated Men of Steel. And part of what it I hated so about bad. that, aside from it all being all terrible, is that everything that I like about Zack Snyder was also not in it. Mm. It looked ugly and boring, which, I mean, that at least you could say, you know, 300 is also like such, it's so good, but it's so fascist. <laughs> It is excellent fascist propaganda. Yeah. Um, it is a hard watch nowadays, but it is well made, you can say, right? Yes. At least that it is very, very engaging, and yeah, it really, it really sells fascism. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of forgot what kind of material he was working off midway through the movie. And then yeah, and, and Watchmen. I see the criticisms that people have of it, but I also don't get it fully. Like, I've read the comics, and it's pretty much the same. And of course, I know that Zack Snyder doesn't fully the get it. It's different. It's very I different. I actually really that. like the movie one. Yeah, mm. it's, it's it's nice. But if you, yeah, you know, if you yes. really think about it, then it's... <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Watchmen was an amazing comic by Moore. So, yeah, that yes, helped. It was. Instead of a... I don't think how... I don't know how good... 300 really was as a comic. I saw it like back in the day in the. In the I actually book. don't. I don't think I've read that comic. No. Probably I, not. But no, I only read the more ones. I have V for Vendetta. I read uh, the From Hell one. Did you? Yes. No, no Miller at all. Not the Sin City stuff. I have not read it. I've like mm. flipped through it uh, in books from friends. I have the Dark Knight one, but I actually didn't. Like I got that a couple of years ago as well. Right. A, yeah, I read that. Uh, I read yours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, well, it was a present, so I flipped through the first few pages and I was like, okay, I'm going to read this uh, when I have a moment of peace and then I just never picked it up. Yeah, well, <laughs> moments of peace are really rare these times. Yes. I also really want to reread 
Watchmen and Before Vendetta. It's been a while and I kind of forgot, especially with V, forgot a lot. But it was also interesting. Although I found it really interesting that... Well, the movie is obviously like a little bit of a Hollywoodized version of it. I think the book is much more... Which um, one? Ah, v. v. Yeah. Uh, it's much more anarchist. Mm. And the movie kind of devolves into kind of like a weird romance at some point. Yeah. Um, which I'm still okay with to some degree, but there a lot of nuance and I think a lot of the point is a little bit different. Mm. Um, but what I found interesting is that all my favorite lines from v of Vendetta are just for the movie. Mm. The Wachowski wrote them. And so that's... They're good at that, right? They're really good at that. I actually think they're much better writers than they are filmmakers in some... Or maybe I'm just thinking that because I'm looking at Cloud Atlas, and Cloud Atlas <laughs> is one of those movies that I really love the script of, but which is so terribly shot that it ruins the movie for me. I thought you were thinking of Speed Racer. Oh, I also didn't like that. <laughs> but that but might it, be... But the, yeah. that, you could say the same thing about Speed Racer. I just recently uh, watched H.P. Uh, Willems about comic book adaptions about uh, Dick Tracy mm-hmm. movie which is weird that this exists um, but yeah the, the Speed Race is also a really minimal like plain comic that they wrote like the characters in because they knew they needed characters and mm-hmm. they needed motivations and yeah I think that is, is really well um, made in the movie yeah so, and Ya says, uh, never read Batman Miller. Uh, big Batman fan, don't know why I never tried it. Miller is an asshole, maybe that's why. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think that's also why I didn't really like, get stuck into it, because at that point I was already so over him. It feels really <laughs> mean-spirited. I, I like the comic, um, but it's it's really... It's a world like in which everybody is bad, and even Batman is, is really bad, and he's like old, and like everything hurts him, and it's really gritty and dark. But that's pretty much all it is. There's not really much more going on, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Fifty um, says uh, the Dick Tracy movie is great. Yeah, maybe maybe you're interested in um, watching H.P. Willems. Was it H.P. Willems? Well, Will Willems, he has a Dick Tracy something comic comic book movies, uh, a thirty minute video uh, where he goes into the production of the movie, how it came to be, and it was really fascinating. I never watched the the thing, but it looks amazing. <laughs> it's um, got Patrick H. Willems. Patrick H. Willems, yeah. So yeah, HP is from Scooter. Scooter. H.P. Baxter? No, H.P. Lovecraft, <laughs> man. <laughs> I hear H.P., I think Scooter. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, I really like the old Batman. It's a Lobo comic where he is a bald old guy. That kind of worked for me really well. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the, the Lobo comics. I mean, they, they also are a hard read nowadays because mm. they're also really mean. Mm. Really, really mean. Mm. But kind of fun as well. I've got uh, Lobo versus uh, the Mask, mm. which is just crazy. <laughs> it's really good. And I think what else did I have? Uh, Lobo versus um, Judge Red, mm-hmm. which was 
Yeah. It was okay. Um, anyway, I think we were with Army of the Dead. <laughs> well, I was talking about Zack Snyder. Yeah, who right, right. I think, you know, is at least a good stylist, mm-hmm. usually. And when the Men of Steel trailer came out, it looked awesome. Mm. But that's because the only good shots that are in the movie from the very beginning, that's what the trailer was. There's hardly ever a trailer I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) And I, yeah, I just kind of feel like with that whole thing and with the Justice League, I feel like he just, like, I don't think he gets how to tell such a story. Like, I think he's uh, in that. What kind of story now? The um, Justice League, like I, a like a more complex. Like it's easy to make everything miserable and gray and shitty, but that yeah. doesn't mean it's a compelling story or even a compelling image to look at. Yeah. And so, and since that's but that's all he did, you know, for the last decade. And so I was not expecting to suddenly watch a movie that is that good. <laughs> And so it's this got is the right where aspect ratio. It's got colors. Nah, hardly a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, it's really like a. It's like a, for me, it's an incredible return to form. Actually, like far exceeding what I thought he was capable of at all. Because I also don't think he's a good writer. I think he had some good material to work off, and probably a good producer to nudge him along. Hmm. And but this is. This is like by him. He did almost everything. He does his own cinematography and all that stuff. And so suddenly it looks good again. That was like the biggest thing where I was like, what's happening? That Man of Steel looked so garbage, like so bland and empty and lifeless somehow. But yeah, it looks great. Um, that that particular look that you're kind of ambivalent about. Mm. Um, apparently, that's achieved with like actual old lenses, lenses. Yeah, which I find awesome that they built him some special rig so you can use these old eBay yeah, uh, right. lenses. By eBay. <laughs> we also uh, heard that there were like a couple of dead pixels in the movie. I have heard. Uh, I've yeah. seen screenshots. They're still there. Weird. In the on the next Netflix version. Oh, yeah. oh. Well. Weird. Yeah. I mean. Hmm. Oh, hello. Hey. <laughs> Almost synchronized. <laughs> um. And so yeah. So for me, like I fully expect to hate this movie because, well, why wouldn't I? Um, Glad you wanted to watch it. <laughs> I did not want to watch it. <laughs> I got you, we got you to watch it eventually. Took only a couple of days. <laughs> but I only like said no once. Or like I convinced you not to watch a movie the night before. And then we did immediately the following day. Um, but yeah, for me, that opening sequence was absolutely... That was stunning. Like... So, obviously, we don't want to spoil or anything, uh, but through the whole thing, I had the feeling that, I don't know, the craft is on point. It's not deep. Like, it's not it's not an Oscar-worthy drama or anything. Mm, that's true. But it's functional, and I feel like that's sort of what, what a B-movie is. It's a pulpy action movie. I think this is like a B-movie masterpiece. Like, that's what Mm. this is, exactly what that's supposed to be like. It's, 
Yeah, I don't know. I like every character has a very clear goal, wants and needs, very clear conflict. You always know what's going on. And what I really like is how he manages to fill like every moment with so much humanity, I think, and the zooming into conflict. It's the, for me, that whole, the obvious parts. Sure, there are obvious and cliche that happen in every zombie movie, mm. but it's also so well justified. You know, that the daughter, of course, she runs off at some point and causes trouble, but also that they take the time in the beginning to have that argument of, I'm going in. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. And they took the time to... But uh, there's a team up scene before the whole thing starts, basically. Everybody's ready to go in, and then they take a break for five minutes to just mm. talk it out so that you know exactly where everyone's head is at. And, um, yeah, the, their characterization is... Still simple, like I don't know what the daughter is about beyond what she does in the movie. I don't know much about why any of them are in the position that they're in or anything. Mm. But I do know what they want. And I do know that they strongly believe in it. And it was also this kind of um well, this kind of thing where it just made sense. Like they didn't pretend that the conflict is resolved and then it was a surprise when it came back up again, but it was clear from the beginning there is a conflict. Mm. He doesn't want his daughter to go in. She's going in anyway. She tells him, I'm going in to find my friend. I can do this either when you protect me or I'm going to go on my own. I'm going to die. And so he has no choice. And then when she does exactly what you said she did, it's it's all there. It's not a random... I, know, I, I, I just like random, it when, no. when there's like random trouble. Uh, like suddenly a character just acts stupid but these characters are consistently stupid so that's mm. <laughs> so that's something that i appreciate and i appreciate a lot of things that i can't talk about <laughs> but i also really like how the tension just keeps adding up and i was sitting there on the edge of my seat through the entire movie and gasping on like twists and turns of and then because if you know what everybody is about uh, what they care about and what they need and you see something happen and suddenly you're like oh shit because you know what it means for I that love hearing you that, <laughs> <doing> that. <laughs> and I really like that because they also keep ramping it up he doesn't stop he just keeps adding and he keeps adding and oh. it's, it, that's the part that that's really true. there's a nice like everything like the what's that called again yeah it's ramping up let's just Yes. There's a nice escalation. Escalation. In a very mean and it's such an empathetic one. I mean mm -hmm. I think that maybe that surprised me the most, that it's a very human and very empathetic film. I think it that, that might have been on accident <laughs> because there was no superhero he could latch on, so he had to do it about <laughs> the humans and yeah. I mean Dave Protista is still a super man. So. That's true, he's really beefy. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's not the deepest thing, but it's a very well-executed one, and I I love it. I can't wait to watch that again. <laughs> Have you heard the uh, uh, comparisons to Aliens? Aliens? Aliens, yeah. I Apparently it's aliens. very similar in a couple of things. It's it's uh, the nitpicky kind of way you don't like, and I can't because it would be spoilers. But oh, if isn't you... the one character basically the same 
Like the kick ass Latina is also the same kick ass Latina character as the aliens. If you just look at the at the aliens uh, crew and at the people going in, it looks like it's uh, it's an intentional reference mm. with headband and everything. And there are a couple of uh, references or like um, things homages. that homages, right? Yeah. Like like there is one where like one character lies on the floor and he's like, oh, that was scary, and the other one tries to help him up, and then he gets. I think that was from uh, American Werewolf, mm. something like that. And yeah, there are a couple of things like, but I really like that. I, I I enjoy finding like the little things, yeah, like the Sin City uh, T-shirt mm. and <laughs> the film rolls in the in the bank. Oh yeah, treasure thingy. Yes. Yeah, that was nice. I liked that. Mm. Yeah. Really good. No idea how he did that. But I hope that that's... Mm. I mean, that's what I was thinking after I watched it. Because I had the same... I hope that it's a Shyamalan thing. Because... Wait, is that actually... Recently I watched a video and they pronounce it differently. But what do you... Well, you gotta be specific because this... He's got a long history. I'm not gonna try to, okay, to pronounce think, the name. But I think it's Shyamalan. I think I always try to pronounce it like it's written. But I, I think I heard an Indian person say it's Shyamalan. Something like that. I will double check. I also forget what I watched. Well. But yes, so because um, he obviously, he started with, I mean, The Sixth Sense, and it still holds up so well. Mm. It's still a 10 out of 10 movie. It's an amazing yeah. piece of film. Gotta, gotta rewatch it, but yeah. I have it as a 9. Yeah, well, that's, that's fine. That's okay with me. Um, and then, you know, after, I mean, I think people were still on board for The Village, and I think nobody actually watched um, Unbreakable. I think that's both one of those things that it was like an underrated I gem. watched it, and I loved it. It's such a great movie. Yeah, I think we, we were among the only yeah. ones. <laughs> that That's a good superhero deconstruction. It's I mean, a, the best Batman movie, basically. <laughs> that one only ever sort of worked for me, but it's still pretty good. It's pretty good. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing is the right word. And yeah, that's the thing, right? Luciana uh, is mentioning the trilogy. Um, mm -hmm. So after that, I feel like people started to catch on at every... Like, the happening after Earth... Uh, Lady in the Water, I think, was the first one where people were like, really like, what is this pretentious bullshit? <laughs> I haven't watched any of those. <laughs> Me neither. I just I watched watch a lot village, about though. it. I did watch The Village and I thought it was not bad. I didn't get why everything was, everybody was so like angry about it, but I guess I, I didn't get the twist until it really was revealed and I was like, oh, that's a good twist. Everybody else was like, I saw yeah. that coming. <laughs> it's boring. I, I can imagine that he was hurt by just his legacy of being the twist guy. Mm. And then everybody's looking for the twist and they figured out immediately because you have to set up a twist so people can guess it. Yeah. Well, I thought a twist would be way bigger. So I was <laughs> surprised that it was so simple. <laughs> but then suddenly out of nowhere comes actually did that come before or after but anyway the yeah. visit is the next one that i oh, want to visit yeah right and that was suddenly so good that was good like for years oh shit and then he made the last airbender and, so it was all <laughs> trash 
for like 10, 15 years. And then suddenly he starts making one banger after the other. The visit was great. Split, mm. I thought, was great, except for the ending. I hate that they don't get out of the rooms. Mm. That's just, I, I feel like that has like a really mean. gross, mean mm. underpinning there. It's, yeah, it feels, no, that feels terrible. I see that. And not in a fun way. But I, I mean, still, the movie is good. Like that, that's really good. That apart. And then Glass was good. awesome. Mm, Glass was fun. Ah, so good. I'm still not sure how much I like Glass. It could be just because I love Unbreakable so much that it's just, I can't like, I actually think the Glass is my favorite out of the three. Mm. But actually, I like them better as they go on. I thought Unbreakable was fine. Mm. Split was really good. And Glass was just great. Maybe we have to rewatch them all. <laughs> yeah. Figure things out. <laughs> I mean, I heard that people were like upset that it was, that they figured out pretty quickly that it was basically a bottle movie, that they stay in one location the entire time. I don't care about that. Exactly. Like it was exactly what it was meant to be. It is it is a deconstruction, but also one that so buys into the mythos and the awesomeness of superheroes. Mm. Because that I feel gets lost in the whole Yeah, I like that Snyder that Nolan thing. Message mm. basically of everybody can be. Wasn't that like the the message in the end? I'm sorry, that's not really a spoiler, I guess. Actually I'm not sure that was I think that's the message of Ratatouille. <laughs> And that was of uh, Spider-Man, uh, the Spider-Verse kind of thing, that everybody can be, like, uh, superheroes come in all sizes and shapes, that was the... Well, it's, it's true, sure. And I thought, like, wasn't it, like, the, in, in class that the thing was, like, every person has these superpowers dormant in them, and you just have to access them, that's the thing. Oh, Okay. And okay. they were like, yeah, I don't know, no more. Okay, gotcha. Just watch the movie if you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so I hope that Snyder is now done with his bullshit phase and that he only does movies like this now. Mm. I'd even be happy if he does nothing but zombie movies. I mean, that's how he started. <laughs> he started with uh, the James Gunn written, rewritten Dawn of the Dead, mm. which I like fine. I it, was, it was good at the time. I watched it recently. It's mediocre, but it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah I don't like the. I heard that the whole uh, the gays are at fault for the zombie apocalypse oh, stuff. Wasn't it? it there? There's like in the beginning there. There's like a TV, and, and like it's the only one who explains where it could come from. And he's like, ah, it's because we sin too much. Now God sends his wrath, and it's just like that stands there like unchallenged. And I was like, oh, I don't remember that. I thought it just starts like straight in, but that opening scene is pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, oh, you showed me that. Hmm. I think I also saw it once or twice on YouTube. Actually, I think I do like the movie. Not so much that I would like love to rewatch it. Hmm. Like I said, I watched it last year again for the first time in, since it came out, but. Uh, and it was okay. I did not have the worst time. It's not. Um, it's not great or anything, but it's good. And it has. Was that the first one where the zombies run? Mm -mm. First one was uh, twenty-eight days later. That was the the dawn of the running zombie. You've checked this before. Have we? <laughs> yeah. Is that actually older? Twenty-eight days later. So my hair doesn't want to. <laughs> 
be restricted today. It is older, 2002. The hair. 2002 and Dawn, Dawn of the Dead is 2004. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Well, but yes, I would be, I'm excited now to see the next one and I hope it's not gonna be disappointing. Let's just be happy about this one, right? Well, that was the thing, right? I expected to hate it, and I watched the opening, and it was so tense, and I was so, what, what is this? And it was so, it was, I, I, I thought that the behavior was more natural than the weird clockwork propaganda for military thing that you see everywhere else where everything just works, and that is perfect war machines and stuff. And they're just talking about nonsense, like kind of. Well, that's fine that they talk about nonsense in the beginning. But then when shit hits the fan, they ha they they can't they they have to swarm out. They have to secure the perimeter. They are, they trained for that shit. And they this aren't like just randoms. These are like high military, like special forces guys who have to protect the very yeah. But who clearly weren't thing. told what they're what they're doing. So they're just lackeys, and they just had an accident, and then then people are freaking out. And he's also like, he, he calls them the, I think we've got like a, a few casualties, like two or five or maybe eight. I don't know. It's just like, that. that's not how, how they are trained to operate. They're trained to operate under pressure. So so if something goes wrong, that's where they should. But it, yeah. I, I don't think it matters. I found it was close enough to reality that it still works. And it was emotionally consistent so that I understood why they were acting the way they were acting. Hmm. I don't know. I, I really have like this this urge to nitpick stuff, like, especially how military act or how people like handle weapons. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm so like conscious about that, but if like people go around with a weapon, I really hate that. And I lo love it when they point it out, it, like when the one uh, the the German guy gets a gun and he's like, "Oh, that's cool," and he points it to the other one and he's like, "Don't point a gun at me." <laughs> I was like, "Ah, finally, a movie." that like knows that guns are really dangerous and you can't just like swirl them around all the time. Like when the, when the people like hold the gun upwards, I hate that because you don't do that. <laughs> it's just a movie thing. You point it to the down and then if you want to shoot, you take it out. And then like the finger that you don't like have it on the trigger all the time. It's also that makes me mad because yeah, I don't know. And rational. Not if like any person does that. Like if some gangster in a movie does that, that's oh, fine. But if like military person or police does that, um, okay, police. I guess let's not <laughs> talk about the police. I don't think they get enough training to be really good at that. But maybe I am like poisoned by the military propaganda. Hmm. Yeah, I think soldiers are idiots too. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked with a couple of soldiers. That's where I got my. <laughs> My knowledge, like I, I worked on a project for the German military a bit, <laughs> so uh, and we were they were really concerned about like how like that the weapons are like this and how they would move around. They all they all always like told us like that's not how they work. That's not how this this stuff. That's where I, I get this knowledge, and that's why I, I think I get so angry at these movies. Maybe it's just like yeah. How, how, why didn't they hire me to <laughs> tell them what to do? Yeah, but I, I mean, know. it's a movie, and at that moment, there's also a question of realism would have made it a better movie. 
And I would argue no. Certainly for me. <laughs> yeah. It, might, it would have been more factual, but it may have been a less compelling narrative. Yeah, I think it would have been like a big difference, to be honest. Well, yeah. If it doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter. But it matters <laughs> like for, for like sticklers <laughs> like me. Um, yeah. Gonna post like a huge Reddit thread later. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, military contract, a game. Um, well, I did some. Can contract. we even talk about this? Um, right now, we never did that. <laughs> no, we did not. But obviously, yeah, was, we did a lot a of joke. contract work yeah. for people who do contract work for people yeah. who may or may and not. Who, who knows for whom they were working? So. Mm. Hmm. Anyways, so <laughs> what else is new in the world? I don't know. I don't think there's much new. I mean, yeah, there's I there's a couple of things that all are bad, so let's not talk about yes. them. Nobody likes that. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Hey, I got my uh, I got my vaccination appointments. Ooh, did, did you finally you? pull the trigger? I did. And when? Uh, uh, 16th of July. Mm. And no, 15th. And 25th of August for the second one. What? Hmm? Already got two. Well, I got mine June 12th and September 2nd. Nice. So I'm both a month earlier and a week later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, I, I, uh, yeah, we'll see how that works out. But I kind of, kind of glad I got that now, and I, I, I've got the vaccination. Like, if everything works out before the next wave <laughs> comes, actually, so. I'm surprised how good Germany looks. Uh, like most areas are below thirty-five now. Yeah, but nobody knows why exactly. <laughs> not the vaccinations. Uh, it's not that much vaccination, but maybe like people got more. Um, we haven't vaccinated enough people to really see any difference as far as I know, but maybe it's just like people are getting their appointments and don't want to get ill before. And so they're not more conscious about it. Uh, Janas, how do you get them? Um, Did you call your doctor? No, my doctor didn't want to <laughs> vaccinate me. <laughs> he said like, how old are you? And I said 35 and, and yeah, she just hung up <laughs> really, but basically. Uh, there's like a website, it's a Kopfzentrum. Yes. And you sent me the link, I think. Yeah, check out. I mean, they have they have stations like uh, not just in Leipzig. So I don't know if there's one in Halle or something, but uh, check it out. Kopfzentrum. They have appointments for vaccinations and that's how we got it. My sister just called the doctor and said, I want to get vaccinated. They put her on a waiting list and then hmm. like a week or two later... They said, here, well, you want to get vaccinated, and she did. That's nice. So, it all, yeah. There's, there's also, like, far away stuff. Yes, Kopfzentrum. Exactly, yeah. Um, a friend also sent me a link for some place in Bogenlandkreis, but I was like... Hmm. As if I'm gonna like travel for a vaccination. <laughs> I don't even like that I have to go like to a different part of town. 
That is far for you. It's it's very far. It's like 15, 20 minutes from here. Ah, rough, rough. Terrible. But yes, hopefully that means that when I have my second, then I get to go back to South Africa. Yeah. Meet my grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Hmm. Wanna wanna rip off Red King's Lair? Sure. Always. Alright, so I watched their stream on Wednesday <laughs> and they talked about their new game idea. Mm-hmm. Um so they are working on a stealth game. Mm-hmm. Guardians? Guards? Oh, I forgot how exactly it was spelled. Guardians of Fevery. They showed a bit of what they how they test and their gameplay ideas mm. and so they started with like the original idea and the original idea was combining gardening with a stealth game and i love that stealth gardening but they they went away from it so now it's up for grabs again <laughs> so now we can do that <laughs> would you agree with that assessment <laughs> i think that's how it goes right <laughs> Um, I, so my my uh, <laughs> my idea, hey, Vanessa, hey. my idea was uh, yeah, it's it's the distant future. Um, plants are outlawed, Ooh. and now you've um, you've got to steal seedlings from the companies, from the corporations, of course, and create hidden gardens to feed the poor. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So they they have like a hacking game, and I don't think they they are going to. Do the gardening thing. I, th- they, I think they had like trouble making a story around or uh, wanted to go with fantasy instead. But then they make science fiction, right? The hacking. They actually have a pretty cool system. So if you if you haven't seen, like, go to check out their stream, Red King's Lair. Um, they have like a a, a general hacking device where they can hack just anything. Ooh. It can like change the lighting settings of stuff and have some cool AI, like basic, but uh, I was still impressed. <laughs> and yeah, kind of enjoyed like watching how they, like what they use, how they work. It was a really, well, it was a really good stream, really, really nice. And um, I also like that they have like above the head of their. Um, AI, they always have like their state, like what they are looking for, written out. I think you can just leave that in for like a like a science fiction game. I kind of like that. Do you have like these informations? Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, stealth gardening—that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. That's you could do. I like like these these um, science fiction, um, just l- not landscapes, but like buildings like skyscrapers with like um, tubes going from this to there and then you just search for like hidden places where you can put some dirt and then you can start like growing stuff and you can distribute it to the poor and you have mm. to so you have like this uh, game loop of going through your gardens and like garden <laughs> and um, reap the benefits like the, the fruit and whatever you 
tells you gone there and then you go into the corporations to steal like new or additional seedlings um, it kind of works with the this idea that they have like patents to all the to different seeds now for a while I guess they, they are trying to patent all the seeds like Monsanto especially so people can't um, use their their um, seeds without them and they neutralize them so they neutral neuter neutral them so they they can't get offspring so they have to buy it every time huh. and then they not only do they like rope in like poor farmers who can't afford to switch and who usually like before they used the Monsanto seeds um, they had their own stuff and then they could like um, take the seeds from the stuff and reuse it basically yeah so they didn't have to buy the seeds every time but Monsanto told them ah use our stuff then you can use Roundup because Roundup kills all the pests and so you have a bigger uh, gain um, but then you can't use anything else anymore you have to buy Monsanto stuff every year every time I don't know how, how often you would need to buy that and so I can see a future where like seeds and plants are basically outlawed because they're all patented and then yeah you can go into the corporations and steal them I wonder if that would work together with stealth trucking yeah <laughs> you go into the it's a which is kind of a mad maxi thing they could make that you know sort of metal chaser like the rich have their mm. special cities or whatever and then you sneak in you steal stuff you have to truck it through a dangerous countryside full of enemy trucks that try to catch you yeah. and then you build your gardens here and there and tend to them yeah like multiple games all playing the same universe mm. <laughs> yeah Right. I also was wondering if, if the main character could be um, on a wheelchair uh -huh. because that would explain a couple of things. First of how much the person can carry because if you're on a, you've got much more pockets, many more pockets and stuff. You're way quieter if you've got a good one. Uh -huh. You're faster because like the player characters are always like much faster than you could actually walk. Yes. And if you go as normal speed then uh, it's, it kind of feels wrong. So having a character on a wheelchair who can go really fast would be sensible. You'd be a bit lower, but I don't know, kind of makes sense. That actually sounds really cool. And yeah, I mean, you, you need like, I don't know, a grappling hook or stuff to get up um, stuff. Uh, I don't know how, how <laughs> um, ramps or like uh, stairs would go. How you would do that i mean you can do like if you're strong enough you can go upstairs with a wheelchair backwards i think but i don't know i think it would be interesting yeah i mean i guess you know a character who would be used to a wheelchair could use it mm -hmm. i think if you strap your wheel if you i think there are like uh, if you have watched the wheelchair um basketball and stuff like mm -hmm. that I think they are strapped in there and they are pretty mobile. Yeah. Pretty fast, so that would be cool. Having them having that as an advantage, basically. Yes. I like that. Mm -hmm.
I want to make the old Diablo. I'm not going to do that joke, but I really want to do that. <laughs> Interesting. Put hmm. another one for you. you oh, yes, please. So you remember we were uh, recently talking about um, real-time strategy and mm -hmm. building games. Is there another word for that? Aufbaustrategiespiel in German, but uh, base building, base building something. Mm. Oh. And uh, we were, you were mostly concerned about like colonialism. Yes, because it's almost always colonialism, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be, right? Probably does. There are a couple of ways you can go around that. First is, of course. You don't play the colonizers, but the other side, like your mm. your village got destroyed and now you have to build it up again and defend against the colonizers who come like with ships every couple of months and then you have like to defend. It could work. Um, then, of course, you could like do science fiction where you go on a planet where nobody is. That's, That's kind of boring, right? Yeah, it's it is, but it's not. You're not like colonizing to the people. Hmm? You're not colonizing people, just space. Y yeah, <laughs> just space. Where you always colonizing space? I mean, it's always like man versus nature. That is the base of it. You could play like before everything, like a Stone Age style, where you have to you colonize. It's just man versus nature. It's not man versus man. Mm. Um, but you could also go. To the future, post-apocalyptic, metal chaser universe, mm -hmm. where there's nothing, and then you've. So I think the metal chaser universe will really fit for that. You can just you start off with a couple of people who can like go and search for scrap. Mm -hmm. Using that scrap, you can build like the basic defenses, basic buildings. Then you've can you've got to build like some kind of weaponry to fight the evil machinery mm -hmm. to get their mechanics and like more advanced stuff then you can build mechs from that you can do even more you've got the only thing is uh, i don't know how food production would work there if you're gonna steal food but uh, there's no sense that food is outside except well, if, if it's, it's metal chase of the universe then there's a lot of smuggling trade yeah it's not actually smuggling, but that's a twist. Yeah. <laughs> so that that would be that would be a cool idea. I think you could do uh, a strategy metal chaser game, mm. which I, I think it would be nice. It's usually called base building games as a, as a genre. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I thought like base would be just like your home instead of like city builder. Because I think we all want to do some, at least village building. Um, there are city building games there, there, they exist as well. I think that's a different genre. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the thing that I was thinking about was basically sort of a more an evolution than a colonization type game that you have a world with different tribes that you can all either play or that you can interact with and then it's kind of a thing of 
Yeah, different regions have different advantages. And if you collaborate, then everybody can move forward type of a thing. Hmm. That you build your region up, but then you realize, okay, for the next step, you need resources that the others need, but they need your resources to build them up. And then it becomes more of a yeah collaborative progress hmm. rather than a conquest of land and space. Because you always have conquest for space, right? I don't know. Do you have to? Huh, you want to have your space to do your stuff, right? No, I think in the starting point where like a basic civilization already exists, and mm -hmm. it's kind of about just improving upon that. Mm. I mean, now that all the world is divvied up and developed on and destroyed. I mean, sure, we live in the end times, but I guess technically you don't need more space to move forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we just need time to do that. <laughs> yes. Maybe there will be some game jammy thing in the future. That would certainly be a good idea. Hmm. Yes, because there's also a card game I want to see. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about that a bit more. I think it's almost ready mm. to be prototyped. Still no exactly how the cards will look, but yeah. So I only did a quick Google, but apparently the tabletop simulator is not that difficult to build new hmm. things for. Oh, sure, sure. I think that would be the best choice to just do a little prototype there. I still want to do it myself, but it's just maybe my weirdness. Full control. And this says you just need more resources, and the resources are in another location, so you have to conquer the region to have full access and control of the resources. Yeah. That is certainly... the That's the colonial aspect of it, right? You need to conquer so you have full access, rather than, you know, just talk to the people and trade for it. <laughs> just make a mutually beneficial arrangement instead of saying, I want that, you have it, so I take it. Hmm. That's that's really all, isn't it? I mean, you could just send people over. Like, here's a, an iron a mine or something. You can work there, and then instead of just taking all the iron and letting the people work, you still had to trade for that. They just built there. You just tell them, this, this is cool. If anyone wants to like live there and process iron, will provide you with food and stuff. I actually think Anno had a kind of system like that, uh, from what I remember. Sort of a diplomacy thing that you could like, get other um, nations on your side and you could go to their ports and trade stuff, but obviously it would be mm. like a regular trader that you're kind of dealing for a loss. And I feel like if that was removed, if the capitalism of it all was mm. removed, then you would have just a collaborative, you know, 
you trade equal value, they need something, you need something. Just, Why not yeah. work together? Uh, and when this says, yes, this is the problem, the desire to control all the resources instead of having to rely on other people, which might betray you or, uh, God forbid, want something in return for their labor. Mm. <laughs> yes, nah, that's the problem. People wanting fair compensation. Lazy bugs. The nerve. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I've been like kind of uh, as my new idol game. I've been playing some Age of Empires two because I remembered that I liked that once twenty years ago. So I figured let's have a look at that, and it's fine. Hmm. It's very simple. That's why I figured I can do that. But I think Michael liked liked it as well. She played Age of Empires <laughs> a bunch. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, but apparently there's no like out of the box isometric engines out there, or at least I couldn't mm. find one that I liked. I mean, there's one, but it was abandoned six years ago or something. Mm. So I didn't like the look of it. <laughs> I think it was still an alpha. It's called Five F I F E Five Engine. It looks cool. I just you know when I see something that is already kind of looking like something that I could make. Hmm. But it's not in the way that I want it to be, then I feel like, why don't I just write this myself? You know? Well, that's what I was thinking with the uh, tabletop simulator. <laughs> yeah, no, I also fully expect you to like do this from scratch. I'm <laughs> just... <laughs> you program my own engine. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, at least for prototyping, that's, that's nice enough. Why not? Why not write from scratch? Have double the fun. I don't like writing engines. That's too much for me. I wanna, I wanna go to the. To yeah, the fun but I mean, part. you're gonna go into Unity and you're gonna write yes, your card game yes, from scratch. You're not gonna use the tabletop stuff and just feed your cards into it, right? Sure. <laughs> hmm. I never really played Age of Empires. I played uh, um, Cold, 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 Cold Red, Cold Name Red, Cold. Oh, Alarmstufe Rot. What's that in English again? Code Command Red. Conquer? Command and Conquer, right. <laughs> but there's, it's Command and Conquer. Code Red. Code Red, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I started with that. With my brother, I know I bought it in uh, our local computer, used computer shop. They had used games as well. And they had that for cheap, and I bought it, and it was just magical. Like with the FMV. Um, Is that videos. with Tim Curry? Probably if that's if he's in the FMV stuff, that's just that was just amazing. I mean, I haven't played it since, so I don't know if it's actually good. But back in the day, that was pure magic. I loved, I loved especially like the base building aspects, like walling yourself in, but building defensive system. That's the that's what I like a lot. That that I guess it's kind of evolved into the. Um, um, What's that genre where you build, just build defenses? Tower defense. Oh. Yeah, went to tower defense, and I kind of like tower defense, but it's that's a little too restricted for me. I like more choice where to build stuff, and um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, 
isogenic game engine. I think I looked at it, or like I found it mentioned. Maybe I have to look at it more properly. It's this thing, you know, I Google things that I don't find immediately, the thing that already does everything I want. So I figure, <laughs> ah, screw this. Before I learn how to use this thing, I'll just write it how I like it. <laughs> I mean, I think for isometric, the, the big problem is the graphics, right? You need you need the art for that. And it's a very specific way to... Some very very nice art uh, on open game art. Yeah, it's never it's never all you need. It's always it's just like one character and like one environment. It's very 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 uh, true. I hate that. Now I also didn't find like very good characters. I just found some um, some buildings and stuff that kind of looked exactly like mm. those games look. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, yeah, that's nice. That sort of thing. Is it interesting enough to switch the graphics for? Probably, yeah. At least the people know what we're talking about. Uh, what is it called? That thing. Uh, yep. Okay, let me zoom that in. But, you know, that's, that's that nice. pretty, pretty good looking for free to use. I wonder if, if this is just like nostalgia, but I love that. It probably is a lot of nostalgia, yeah. <laughs> Because nobody oh, yeah. hasn't played games back in the day was really into that. But I, hmm, I immediately want to make a game with that. Yes. <laughs> ah, yeah. I feel like I wanted to say something. What could it be? Well. In the meantime, Mendezil says, there are some really cool tie sets for isometric stuff. I have to search through my notes, but if I find the link again, I will post it to your Discord. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, hello, Jana. <laughs> I didn't even notice it where we were talking about their game idea, which is now ours, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we just decided to steal yeah. your throwaway ideas. Yeah, the gardening, gardening stealth game is now ours because you didn't want to do it. Yeah. We asked you just before. You didn't say anything. so Yeah, we took the silence as... The permission. Yeah. <laughs> Steal the stealth? Not a gardening, of course. Stealth gardening. Stealth gardening. It's just too too good. There has to be a game with that. And if you, if you aren't making one, well... Think eventually we'll have to. We'll take a couple of years, so you still have time. But eventually, no, I really, I really enjoyed your stream uh, on Wednesday. Uh, it's a cool, cool look into the current state, and really made me, made me want to make a stealth game as well. Mm. I think I always wanted to do a stealth game with a vampire as a main character. Because uh -huh. I'm always bothered by characters can't see you if you're just like standing in a shadow. It's just like, just for me, that breaks the immersion. They're like walking right beside you, and you're just standing there. It's, oh, it's shadow. You can't see me. <laughs> but if you're a vampire and you can actually like become the shadow, become the shadow, yeah. I mean, there are a couple of games where you like jump from shadow to shadow and stuff like that. I know it's. I don't know how they were, but uh, might be too much. But yeah, being a vampire is a fantasy I really enjoy, and 
hiding in shadows kind of perfect fit for a stealth game. Mm. says maybe we can still add some gardening elements to our game, <laughs> like the seeds collection in the last Star Wars game. A the gardening, gardening vampire, vampire. yes. <laughs> If I can see the sun, my plants should. <laughs> <laughs> my plants can't either, so it's just <laughs> plants that react to the moon and go in. Ooh, tomatoes, are they moon shadow? I have no idea. I, I know nothing about gardening, so. Well, I don't know much either. <laughs> A couple of times I tried to have plants, didn't really work out. <laughs> I'll still try again some someday. Um, if the plants I actually want to garden are legal, that would be would make it much easier. <laughs> yes, we stealthily stole your steel and stealth idea. <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, That's what we do here. It is something called dark. Oh, interesting. Dark. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, there are a lot of cool vampire games mm. I haven't played. Vampire wasn't that like a game that a couple of years came out? I actually have it. I never played it. Mm. Or, I'm <laughs> sort of interested, but it also seems like this. It's a it's a Euro jank game, right? Vampire. I guess it is. Yeah. So well, maybe I'll try one day. Um, supposedly not bad, not great. Huh. It really depends what you're like want to get out of it. Oh, yeah. Dark was by Calypso. Oops. Yeah, can't play Calypso. They they <laughs> they are the enemy. That's the company that um, bought the games company when we changed. Uh, when like we left the games company when they went insolvent. The rest of the games company was bought by Calypso. And then like half of the people I knew and worked with were now Calypso. And they kind of hated us for <laughs> leaving before. So now Calypso is the bad guy. And, yeah, oh, apparently Vampire is by Don't Nod. Well, then maybe I'll try it after all. Why? What's Don't uh, Life is Strange. Oh, interesting. I mean, that doesn't mean that it's any less janky. I mean, I saw some... I think I, I, I saw the Jim Pressions or something and mm. looked sort of... I mean, it's patched now, probably. <laughs> it, just, it just looked like a thing that... looks like an RPG, but there's not really a good reason to play it. I don't know what to how to describe that. Like linear story RPG? It's oh, sort of, it sort of, basically the result of if guys like us want to make an RPG. <laughs> sort of a yeah, that's an RPG. Sure, it has the criteria, but does that mean it's good? <laughs> yeah. uh, Friedrich played it for ten minutes. I was super disgusted by the opening scene. Well, that is intriguing. Hmm. That is certainly yeah. Well, now I might try it. Is it good, disgusting, or bad, disgusted? Yes, that's the question. Is it good or bad? Hmm. So on Wednesday, uh, I actually wanted, I, I kind of got, after like watching the stream, well, to be honest, while watching the stream, I actually wanted to play um, Shadow of Mordor again. Because uh -huh. I kind of like that game. 
Weil es war so 42 Gigabytes. So, when the, <laughs> at the end of the evening, I had it like fully downloaded and then I went to bed. And then the next day, I didn't, didn't have the urge to play it anymore. <laughs> I had it wild when you. I, I think when I installed the, one of the new Hitmans, yeah. that was like one of these where I had to download like 60 gigabytes or some shit. And I was like, what is happening? That's, yeah, that's a lot. And that had also like a really bad intro scene. It's, and it's not, I don't know, maybe it's disgusting, I don't know. It's the hero like tries to save his family mm. and then they all die. Oh, I expect it. And then he, I don't know, does he also kind of die or something? Well, some kind of wraith gets in him and now he's got like wraith power and human power and yeah, fight stuff. <laughs> but the mechanics were really nice. Uh, but you had like this huge map with all these icons and it was really overwhelming. And I thought like, I'm going to do this mission first because I get a cool bow or a cool weapon or whatever. And then I failed like three times trying to do it, and then I uninstalled it. So what's this? Oh, what is it called? Not companion, nemesis system. What, yeah. What's that about? So nemesis system is you've got um, randomly generated enemies with different characteristics, uh -huh. like strength, weaknesses, weapons, um, look, and if they kill you. They um, get stronger and like um, uh -huh. get upgraded in the rank, and they're like a couple of end bosses. And if one of them kills them, they get upgraded to bigger boss and get stronger. And then the next time you come and you fight them, they will comment on that, like oh, "I killed you before" and stuff like that. And you get really angry apparently and try to revenge. And um, so that's the that's the thing that they patented. Yeah, isn't that super easy to circumvent just by like contextualizing it differently? Or how does that work? Probably. Um, well, I guess you can't like really market it as that. Yeah, as the <laughs> nemesis system. <laughs> well, that was, that's that's really cool. I mean, I didn't, I haven't seen much of the nemesis system. I didn't play it long enough, but. Mm. Like the movement was really smooth, the, the oh. hiding, the sneaking up, the killing. It, it kind of had this feeling of like um, something akin to Assassin's Creed from the... Mm. So when you hiding. say play it again, you don't mean play it through again, but no, no, start no. it again. Start it again. <laughs> Not at the start, but where I left off. I hope that the save was saved so I don't have to replay the intro scene because that was <laughs> atrocious. Hmm. Speaking of Assassin's Creed, we don't have much to talk about today, right? Okay, let, let us uh, read the, the comments here. We've got... Yeah, so Friedrich says he hates a vampire because you directly kill your own wife by accident. It's like fridging, but even more so. <laughs> um, and Jana says, I've, I have this too, quite often with games. What? Kill your wife by accident. Oh no, you get disgusted by the intro. Yeah. Hmm. And you or don't. is it the download sizes of installing something then the next day you're not interested anymore? I think that... Possibly. That may, may have been what we were talking about back then. Oh, wasn't the Nemesis <laughs> system also patented right? Yes. Uh, so that's, that's true. 
in the nemesis system aren't they even fighting each other from time to time yeah i think they yeah from time to time they fight each other they kill each other and get stronger by that as well yeah, yeah nemesis yes, they fight each other sometimes and you can oh you can help one side or the other if you want to get specific enemies to specific roles, right? You can even like mind control orcs at some point, at least in the Lord of the Ring game, yeah. And yeah, Yana says, no wanting to play something that needs to be downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. That's... Right. I have like 40, 44 games or something like that installed, but every time I want to play a game, it's something I haven't already downloaded and I have to download it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I also downloaded those 60 gigs then played half a mission and deinstalled it. <laughs> like some weeks later after I didn't play it anymore. Ah, I love Hitman. I don't know why the new ones aren't grabbing me. Hmm. I think they're too... too good looking. Something about it feels sluggish to me. Hmm. sluggish and boring and I, I feel like it's it's the over animation that hmm. everything is like you had this problem you had this problem before by another game right you were like really annoyed that like every animation that was Assassin's Creed 4 right wasn't it possibly yeah that it bothered me that every no, well have I been playing anything else recently I Things I, I feel like I've only been playing. Wait, let me quickly check my desktop. <laughs> Yakuza was it Yakuza? No, that is really that is really not realistically mm. put together. <laughs> but yeah, um, so as Creed, so I finished the second one, and I'm now at two point two Brotherhood. And I don't think I ever did my rant about how much I actually like Assassin's Creed 2. Which I'm still not sure if I like it for an Assassin's Creed game or if I like it in general. Hmm. I feel like it's a bit of both. But um, hmm. I don't know. That's, that's really the shining moment for me because I already in this follow-up see the cracks starting to show of systems that I really appreciated. Sorry, no, I'm, no, I'm just imagining like Jake breaking through the door, the shining moment. <laughs> it's a little bit like that, I suppose, and that it's terrifyingly <laughs> Um But yeah, no, I'm, Assassin's Creed feels like one of those, and maybe it feels that way because... You know, when when it came out, I was like really getting into game development and for the first time really thinking about systems and how these things work and like really appreciating design. Mm. I don't feel like I, I focus on that so much anymore when I play a game. So maybe that's part of it. Mm. But I really liked how they well, first of all, my number one thing, you barely spend any time outside of the simulation. Like, there's, like, two moments where you get... Big improvement. Oh, so, such a big improvement. You know, it starts with a brief couple minutes outside, and you go in the thing, you play for 20 hours, you get thrown out once for a very brief, brief moment, 
You play for 20 hours, then you play an end sequence that is also just a couple of minutes. So in total, you spend like 20 minutes in the real world and the rest of the gameplay time all inside, which is so nice because mm. who the fuck cares about the stupid meta narrative? Nobody cares. Like, someone tell me what the story even is. It's just a weird shadowy cabal which is always a little bit weird in its undertones. Um, mm. And yeah. And then I just, I just like the presentation. You know, you were <laughs> complaining about that the other day when I was still playing about the half, uh, half Italian. Oh, right. They, they all have this, this accent. That's in parts. It's, it's really ridiculous. <laughs> it's I love it. It's, uh, it's so, cheesy, but I guess you, you can enjoy the cheese. Yes, I mean no. it's, it. It feels just right, you know. So Assassin's Creed Two, the three Assassin's Creed Two games, <laughs> um, they all are set in Italy, and they no wait. The third one is actually set in Istanbul, uh, but it's all about Ezio Auditore da Firenze. And so it's in Italy, and so they speak in Italian accents, and they speak half Italian. So like key sent, uh, like key phrases or like addresses and stuff. Um, mm. They are in Italian, and you, then you get in the subtitles, like you get what they're saying, then with in brackets yeah. a little translation. I don't know. I feel like that adds so much, and that's actually something that I would love to do for Till Last Light. Like especially if we're kind of setting that in, um, you know, sort of a fictionalized South Africa, then I would love if they like speak half uh, Zulu or Kosa or something. Um, and okay, it's... no, 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 Yama. Did, what? did they do a racing? <laughs> Sorry, no uh, Africans, I guess. No Africans. No. Africans. Fuck Africa. Fuck right. the Dutch. Well, not generally. I mean. I yes, like that. generally. I like that they uh, <laughs> legalized drink. Yana <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yana asks, uh, which she hasn't played any Ass Creed. Uh, which two. would you recommend? Yeah, just two. Assassin's Creed Two. Don't play any other Assassin's Creed games. They're not good. Let's play Assassin's Creed Two. <laughs> and yeah, it's a it's a compelling thing. And actually, Wait, how is it called? Is it just Assassin's Creed Two? Just two. Oh, all right. There's no there's no other title. And the other ones aren't called two colon something else. They're just called something else. So mm. if you see Assassin's Creed 2, then that's Assassin's Creed 2. And you should play it. Mm. And, you know, so when I started this up, I find it interesting to look at, you know, the media that was made for me specifically, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> All the media. <laughs> yes, to look at that years later through that lens of mm. how silly mm. it is. And I and it's interesting. I, I don't think I can adequately explain that, but you know, as I watch that and it's it's so Well, there's this thing that men are great and they're the only one who can solve a problem. So mm. it's this thing of like there's this yeah it's like it's like self-insert fan fiction 
kind of thing. Like, what if men were hyper-competent and the only ones who could do anything? Well, wasn't it always? <laughs> and that's how I learned it in school. <laughs> and that's kind of... Um, I, I find it funny to look at that because, you know, looking at it from today's perspective, it's so goofy hmm. in a way. This kind of wish of fulfillment. What if I was actually more awesome than everyone? Type of thing. But what I also appreciate by it about Assassin's Creed is that the character actually matures over the game. And it's not in your face, but it's noticeable because you start off as sort of a young uh, a young man, you know, just wanting to have fun, running around with girls and stuff. And, and he becomes... I noticed that at some point because the... Um, that's also something I really like about that one. Anytime you kill an important character, the, yeah, there's these moments where like the world kind of kind of gets sucked into your one point where you're at, and then they're like in in just computer space, and it's just mm. him and the one he killed, and they say something, and he says something, and it's not like it's super profound, but there is sort of a a certain pathos about it. Like the last words he says to them. They are just nice hmm. in a way. You know, he's always very gentle and often very understanding and forgiving, sometimes not, but it's, yeah, it just feels very compassionate, maybe, or respectful of life. Something is there. You know, when, you know, he kills like a terrible, terrible um, warmonger or something, as I said, I hope, you know, may your trouble be left in this life uh, for, you know, I hope you find peace in the next life type of thing. And it's, hmm. I don't know, there's these moments that are just, and sometimes he thinks he says that like really like, I sit there for a moment and I think, huh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> and then I started thinking about how over the course of the game, and it's not super noticeable, but uh, I think there's a real development of someone growing up Hmm. And you kind of grow up with him, and you don't really even notice. But at some point, I noticed this is a different character than the one that I played in the beginning, and that's cool. And that's also one of the things that I'm already, I'm saying the, the cracks are starting to show because they still have these moments. But all he says now is "rest in peace." That's all. Like he would always say "rest in peace," but he would have a nice line. And now in the next one, every single kill that I had that had has this. Moment was always just rest in peace and not nothing else. Just got cut, basically. Yeah, they cut the part that made it nice. <laughs> they kept the aesthetic, took the emotion out of it, basically. Hmm. And they're very inventive. That's also something I like because the actually something that happened um, because I had first played as a, I mean before the replay, I played Black Flag. Which, as you may recall, I really did not care for. Um, the actually only thing that I enjoyed about that game was the whole the chores, mm. and and I almost ruined the game, the Assassin's Creed Two, for myself by approaching it in that way. Like I was running around collecting everything. Yeah, so I play games, doing all the chores, and then used I. To. <laughs> and then I realized I'm actually not having that much fun, and I'm actually having much more fun doing the missions. And so I basically was approaching it in the same, okay, this backup mechanic is the only thing that's fun. 
and thereby kind of made it harder for myself because through the missions you get so much new stuff mm. and so many new abilities and there's so many I know there's so many choices in there that just make it more awesome more awesome more awesome every time even like in small parts um, I mean I really like that you have Leonardo da Vinci in those games and that he's kind of just like a like a hyper competent dog like he can translate stuff for you he can build things for you and like he's always super excited about it so he's like just kind of dark in that way i thought he was like a really lady man or something no he's just a oh, yeah. he's yeah. just he's just da Vinci, stop being such a dog he's like a scientist <laughs> I, I like a doggy scientist like he gets super excited about the dog ah not dog no okay not a dog okay. you're playing a dog <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> the um, ladies alone da vinci <laughs> um and yeah and then you have uh, sequences that like shake the gameplay up in such interesting ways um basically like action sequences for example for example, like there's a part where Da Vinci is asked to come to um, Venice, I believe. I think it comes from Florence to Venice, um, and you you find him along the road. His cart broke down. He knows how to fix it. He just needs your help. But then he's being chased by the bad guys who are after you both. And then you have an action sequence where you commandeer his mm. cart. And you just shoot down, you know, like a nice winding road through the mountains, and you try to bump into the horsemen that are coming to jump onto the cart, and you try to shake them off. And, mm. and it's like a cool five-minute action scene. It does not overstay its welcome. It's mm. very fun. Um, there was a second one where you have like a fly, where you have wings, and you try to get to a tower to blow it up. Nice. Yeah. And you have to fly over uh fires to get yourself up again because you can't fly that far and it's it's just brief sequences but they always come up with something new to keep your interest and this to challenge you so new important ways. for games and i think that's that's where my my games most often fail because i build like one mechanic and then i make a little bit of variance here and there like these enemies behave a little different they have more health they they move farther but i never really break up the, the, the gameplay, like give a real difference to like Yeah, but you also make very short games. I'm sure if you wanted to make a forty hour game you would sure. have to come up with more things. Sure, sure. <laughs> but that's not how I think about game mm. development in and, and that's something I, I've noticed a couple of times now that yeah. this is really nice to have like um, regular breakups to the main gameplay loop to get something else to be yeah. surprised by the game again because if you already know what's coming like okay it's the next level okay now i've got like spiders instead of rats it's not really <laughs> yeah. exciting anymore but if you break it up with something exciting like a horse race <laughs> then yeah i think that's really important especially like for longer games yeah and i also i mean that's that's also something that they did again in the next one, mm -hmm. but that already feels like sort of a hollow, mm -hmm. a more hollow experience, because they kind of just do the same thing again, and it's not. Mm. I mean, it's you, can all, you can also mess this up. Like I just remember the, the GTA <laughs> missions where you had to to 
we had to, to fly like a little helicopter or something like that, uh -huh. a drone or stuff. And it was like horrible. It was not, <laughs> <I> didn't, <laughs> didn't enjoy that at all. Like <laughs> annoying uh, hacking games, especially if you have like one hacking game and it, it's over and over the same thing. Uh, that doesn't really count. It doesn't like give you something interesting. And Windows yeah. says it's called difference of kind. Hmm. In game design, if, if you want to search for some stuff. Well, ah, okay. Huh. Um, yeah, and I, and I like it because it's well integrated to the story. It's not just, oh, we did it in a previous mm. game. So here's an excuse why you're doing it again and you're doing it more annoyingly. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that really came nicely, but also the core mechanics get extended and they keep on getting extended. And that's really cool. Like you get new tools, suddenly you have like, I mean, you know, to your double blades that you get, you get at some point a pistol, mm -hmm. then you get throwing knives. You learn new skills where you can jump up over greater distances and carry yourself higher so you can reach different places and things like that. And there's a whole bunch of like these neat little, uh, so it keeps moving. Like you don't just for 40 hours do the same yeah, thing. Yeah. You get new stuff, and that always feels. I never expected, but it always feels so right. And like, yeah, obviously, that's like the mm. perfect call to make in this, in this moment. That yes, I get this, and that is you know where I also realized I'm ruining my fun, doing all the chores first because they're so much easier when you play through the story and like. Mm get all these new cool things that you can do, the abilities and the toys and whatever, so you can actually reach them more easily. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's just, and it's from the story, I feel like it's also very, very solid. Um, like, it also has this thing of very clear motivation. Uh, two. Still. Two. Okay, still two. Now, Brotherhood falters in many ways. It's still good. I would still, like recommend playing it if you enjoyed the second one i feel like it does okay uh in terms of how it justifies you playing the same game over mm. um in that in the beginning you have all your power still uh you explore the the village that you built up Ooh, yes we're gonna get back to that um or maybe i'll tell Ooh, you about this first this, yeah. <laughs> because i love that part you get uh, out of Firenze and you go to Montaniero I believe and that's where your uncle has like a a mansion in a village that I think belongs to him yes and so what you can do there is you invest in various shops and you repair certain parts and you kind of just restore this village and of course you get a like you earn money um, from how prosperous it is. Mm. So it's all of you rebuilding that. So <laughs> and you earn money by stealing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do that too. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's like through more people come through here. So it's like a tourism trade thing. The more you repair it and everything that you collect, like it ups the value mm. of, of, the, of your place and then you get more money that you have to come collect. Uh, it's actually, it's it works in a way that every twenty minutes you get a set amount of money, but the the chest in which it is deposited, which is not into your the money that you carry around, mm -hmm. 
it's deposited into a chest and that can only hold like four payments. Okay. So you have to go back home regularly. Mm -hmm. And the way it's contextualized is, is if this thing is full, then your sister takes the leftover. <laughs> and in the 40 hours I played, I only missed one. <laughs> Women, I, right? <laughs> so she she did all the... She's basically sitting there. She's uh, taking care of the books and everything. I only paid her one. <laughs> I'm like almost at a million. By accident. The game. <laughs> I, was, I, I want that money because with that money, I can buy more... I can unlock more places. That's actually something I really mm -hmm. like also about the second one, where this mechanic is sort of expanded across the whole... Across everything? Now. Yes. In Brotherhood, it's expanded across everything. Um, and there, the idea is that in addition to the, um, the watchtowers where you climb up to like synchronize and then you reveal the map in mm -hmm. the influence of the tower, now these are controlled by the enemy family and you have to kill the guard captain and then burn it. That's mm. the thing when I blow up the tower. Yeah. And then you unlock uh, basically that region for you to reopen the shops that were there. Mm -hmm. And that's how you increase the money that is coming in and all that stuff. And I do like that. And I also like it because it's such a... Well, basically you're not you're not motivated to hoard your money to just collect. You're motivated to reinvest it into the people. Hmm. And of course it makes you earn more money, but it, that money you use to reopen more shops and to like, yeah, increase the wealth for everyone in a way. Hmm. And I do like that, that it has this, this note of not just have the most, but you get the most by helping share. the most. <laughs> share your wealth. Yes, share it. Don't hoard it. That's nice. Hoarding is stealing and murder. Uh, Jana says, speaking of small games that have nice variations, I like the core games in The Witness very much for that. I do like The Witness. Haven't it played it. pissed me off towards the end because the complexity of how that ramps up was, I had to look up how to solve puzzles at some point. But I heard that the, the, the evolution of the puzzles is really smooth and nicely. That you really... It's, got everything out of this mechanic i really like this game it is it is a really good game mm -hmm. I, I think that's i guess that's just john blow is it jonathan blow jonathan blow um i think it generally does very very good games that aren't necessarily for everyone and i don't necessarily want to replay but i'm always impressed and happy that i played them yeah <laughs> definitely has he been doing anything I mean, that's also probably. 10 years now, isn't it? Probably. Well, probably not 10 years, but 2014, 15, something like oh. that. I, I really like the game Card City Knights. And yeah, you mentioned it before, I think. It's, it feels like similar. Again, I haven't played The Witness, but um, it's basically a card collection game, single player, where you walk through uh, a city at night hmm. and you uh, collect cards. Play, play against other characters there who are all like wacky, interesting characters. Mostly uh, like they reused sprites from their previous games mm -hmm. and they have a really interesting card game mechanic. Uh, I think similar to like one of the Final Fantasy games had something similar. We had like a three by three grid and you place your cards. You have like your space and the enemy space and then you place your card 
and they have like um, arrows. Mm-hmm. And if you if every arrow of the card is connected to another arrow, it does its action. For example, mm-hmm. remove a card from the other player, and then I don't know how you win. But that was such a lovely um, small idea, and the card mechanics also ramp really nicely. Nice. It's, it's uh, uh, highly recommended. I, I love this game. Mm-hmm. If you just want to have like a chill, fun. A mechanical card game perfect <laughs> the money system sounds like Facebook games comeback system I don't know what that means me neither <laughs> ah right uh, I think the comeback no no I have no idea I think ah, no. yeah you, you come back you need to log into your Facebook game regularly oh. to get like the the stuff and ah, then, I see I see I mean you also had to uh, visit other players to help them a little um, yeah I did some I played some Facebook games for research purposes <laughs> uh, for uh, the games company and hey. <laughs> I really liked uh, army army something it was like a real I guess messy but kind of fun uh, area control army turn-based strategy game huh. where you just had to like every couple of days you get more money to buy new thingies new soldiers and then you could like move them every now and then and also like your the the enemies would also like move hmm. yeah it was it was fun army army something I don't know if it still exists, and probably not a good game. In any case, yeah, the, the card game, I mean, is from Final Fantasy. Eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight is richtig. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It always sounds interesting when you talk about it, but then I remember I don't like card games, so I never check it out. Yeah, still try. Uh, I mean, oh my! I mean, I don't dislike them. I, I want to like them more than I do. That's I think my dilemma. It's not it's not that much card game. I mean, you draw cards and then you decide from your cards that you have in your hand which one you lay down. Then your enemies turn and then I think you draw another card and then you lay again. Yeah, sounds like a card game. I guess now now I hear myself <laughs> say it. I think it's a card game. Mm. I love card games. Mm. They're the best. I mean, I'm curious about your card game. Wendelsil? Mm. Um, Sil says, uh, Evoland did copy it as a reference reference to other games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. Yes. Evoland is, but... So, yes. Assassin's Creed 2. Very good game. Love this story, love the design, love the variation and everything. It's just really good. Something about it feels very off its time. Hmm. Like very 2010, you know, around that. I don't know when it came out exactly, but around that time, I suppose. Um, I think the first one was 2008, right? So probably. But yeah, just it's... I, I still get excited by the design. I ooh, 
speaking of design, the sound design mm. is also so nice. All these, um, you know, when you run across those uh, roof, mm. uh, these roofs, what are they called? That has a name, right? Shindles? Schindle? Roof? Yeah. Is that also in English? That sounds like a German word. Schindeln, yeah. Probably German <laughs> word. <laughs> you know, that. Maybe the Schindle roof. But yes, the roofs. And you run across them, or you like, it clamps onto them. It has this like slide that is, it sounds like, you know, I don't even know how to describe why it sounds so nice, but it's so subdued in a way. Mm. You have this like tap of you, you you're t touching on stone. It doesn't make a big sound. It doesn't make a bang or anything. It's like this very slight mm. and this very delicate kind of sound design. So running across roofs has this like click, 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 click of running. Mm. And it's, ah, oh, I love that. I don't know what it is. I was, I feel like it's sort of similar to the, so to the what I loved about the sound design of Manifold Gardens, when the mm. cube, like when you run with that you against the, the stairs or something, and it goes like click, 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 click uh, against the steps. There's something um, about... I feel like it's because it's uh, the mids are kind of cut out, maybe, that you only have the brilliance and the lows. Ah, you, you, yeah, you told me about that theory. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, how our ears are constructed that we have like this uh, this bell of where we hear the sound the best and it's optimized obviously for voice, that range. Mm -hmm. So mid-range is very pronounced and so we like it especially if something is very high or very low to kind of... I, ima I imagine that we like it because it like evens out the mm -hmm. curve that we have. <laughs> That's my theory. I don't know if that's why we like it. It sounds <laughs> plausible for me. <laughs> that makes sense in my head at least. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true that there are some sounds that just feel pleasure. They sound pleasurable. I don't yes. know why, but they just they have they have just some magical feature that makes them just sound nice. It's like the inverse of an old speaker where you all you have is mids. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> That's so as worst. shit as that sound, that good does it sound in the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, says Everland is a fun little RPG where you have to collect different game mechanics. Oh, that sounds interesting. Graphic updates to ah, change the gameplay. I heard of that. It yeah. is kind of a journey through old school RPGs and their development. Hmm. Everland has this kind of indie cover that I always think, no thank you. I look at that. Show, show me. Come on. I need to see this now. <laughs> Unless I mix it up. I have the same with Terrarium or whatever it's called. Terraria. Terraria? Terraria. Yes. That. So that that immediately... Wait, let me switch. Browser. What? Oh, right. I switched. What that is. Okay. That's a very small one. Is there a bigger one? Yes. So that immediately says to me, don't play. <laughs> it's an empty space. Great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a type of indie where I think, ugh, another indie game. <laughs> I don't see that there. I think it's just missing a character to really make you interesting. It's like a basic sort. The name doesn't really tell me much. It looks to me just like this one, but I also think, no. Mm. At least you have a character me. and the rabbit. I don't know why, how you can hate this. 
They have got a unicorn for rabbits. Much better. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's not really compelling either. That's that's true. When does it, why don't you play Evoland? Have you played that on your channel? So I can <laughs> can watch someone watch play it. without having to do it myself. Petri <laughs> <laughs> uh, said it was uh, Evoland was invented during uh, Ludodara. Mm. Nice. Sometimes good things come out of that. So yes, we should definitely jam. Yeah. Well, they didn't want us for the BPB. Rudeness is what that is. The, the, the years of smart contributions, you know, games that always make like a little bit of a splash, you know, and then suddenly like we, we're not at good least. enough to. <laughs> Like, we don't fit the crowd that they're trying to build. Well, the, the Rude! La the last time we were there, they tried to talk you out of making your game <laughs> for hours. <laughs> and well, still, and I didn't release it. You still did the game, though. No? Where, are you in? Or did you try? No, I was not. Um, yeah. Both of us were rejected. Yeah. This year, it's open uh, internationally, and apparently they're, like, curating what kind of people they want. And Didn't yeah. want us? They didn't want us. Like the audacity. Yeah, I'm gonna give them. <laughs> Let me actually have a quick look. What did they say? Game Jam. Dear applicant, you have applied to the Game Jam Tomorrowcraft Global Sustainability. We would like to thank you for your interest. The event requires a specific mix of participants with backgrounds in societal issues, but also IT skill sets. Unfortunately, <laughs> due to the high number of applications, we have not been able to consider your application this time. Not even consider. You fuck right off. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's 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 where my my pride gets hurt, you know. Well, we, we did have other plans anyway, so no, we don't have time. But I still wanted to wing it last minute, <laughs> like I always do. What do you mean backgrounds? I mean, what do they? What are they even? That. That, those have to be new people who are organizing it. I mean, the same guy also has his name on there, but it's also a new one. Maybe he just doesn't know. Like, he doesn't know us. He just doesn't know. Doesn't know our background. Just assumes. Just does not. <laughs> I do feel like I bring an immense value to these events. And now I feel like it's not seen. Yeah. Hmm. anything else uh, among us is free on epic right now oh is it well so i guess i better get it anyone want to play with the windowsill in his stream later get it now <laughs> <laughs> um oh wait i missed it when it has a playthrough on his youtube channel of evil okay then i will check out if this is something i want to experience myself or if i'm just happy to watch this will play. 
it's probably that one. But yeah, so, sounds like that. Yes. <laughs> Looks like that as well. Now I'm I into Assassin's Creed now. I don't have time for other games. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get in this in this kind of pixel art anymore. Mm. Like the big heads, slightly smaller bodies walking around. I don't know why, but I don't like that style anymore. Maybe I never did. Mm. Except, of course, like huge head and even smaller body, like oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> not the right art. ratio. That's that's completely fine. I love that, but yeah, just one pixel too much here, one too less there, and it's. Yeah, I think that's the vibe that I'm getting. That's like the mid-tier indie stuff. It looks good, but not quite that good. I don't think it looks good, but yeah. I mean, it looks it's, better than anything we could do, but I think it's, it's not as good as it could be. I think it doesn't have a character. Yes. Like it's, yeah. I think that's the mark of mediocrity. There's yeah. some skill on display, but there's no real... It's not bad, but it's not like giving you anything to grab onto. Like It all looks just like... It all looks like there are like toddlers walking around in a world and it's just filled with toddlers. But then it's not really about toddlers, so I don't know why I should care. Mm, yes, indeed. Why should anyone care about anything? Well. Hmm. So, was that it? Is that everything I want you to get out about? I think that's it for today, yeah. Like I wanted to complain about something on Assassin's Creed, but I guess mm. I'll do it next time. I've got like one topic, like rewards, but I think I want to talk like more, uh, a little bit longer than like in the last ten, well, well five minutes. Um, if you haven't in our Discord, join our Discord if you haven't, and if you haven't watched um, Cancel Grading, the easy fifty-minute <laughs> YouTube video I posted. Um, Maybe just just read the quote underneath. Uh-huh. I found that very, very interesting. And I, I was thinking about if rewarding people to do something they are intrinsically already uh, intrigued to do is bad, what does that mean for games? And what does that mean for work or for life in general? So I'll leave you with that thought. and. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Hmm. Indeed. So, yeah, no. Whatever I'm going to remember in five minutes, I can't remember it now. So, I feel like you already forgot. I have. That's the thing. I forgot. But I know that as soon as I turn this off and go to the loo, on the loo, I'm going to be like, ah, damn it. That's what you wanted to say. Ugh, but yeah, I mean, it's 10-year-old games. Who gives a fuck? So. But it's good. The second one. I think we're going to start playing Arcanum. I feel the urge again. <laughs> going to stream it this time. So that you have to continue? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Basically that. But what... I, I kept trying to remember, like, last time we hung out, I was talking about some game that I like, and then I was saying, maybe I should stream that. Can you remember what that was? Hmm. No. Me neither. 
Join next time to <laughs> find to see us trying to remember things. The chilling conclusion that we don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice. So yes, so I guess we did just wrap up things because I've been meaning to talk about Assassin's Creed for months. Bene. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Ciao. So, Is it right now? It's not... Ciao. I think ciao. ciao. Is it a greeting. Uh, well, ciao is Italian, isn't it? It's but I think it's, a it's in Italian. No, it's a hello and bye. Oh, hello and bye. All right. It's both. It's like... So efficient. Yes. It's like aloha. That's also hello and goodbye, right? But if you, if someone comes to you and you just want to get rid of them, wow. and you say ciao, you really make it... Anyway. No, <laughs> I mean, half of Italian is talking with your hand. So uh, if you're like... Ciao. Ah, that might. Okay, now I get. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Yes, as always. And we might see you here and there occasionally. Cool weekend to you too. Yes. All of you. I assume all of you are streaming later. Like you guys, uh, Red King is probably gonna stream now. Are you doing something now? And when does it like eight uh, in an hour? Mm-hmm. No streaming today for Red King, but okay. But in an hour we will have a Vendersil stream, I believe. What are, what are you playing today? Tired, lazy bumps. We are right there with you. <laughs> yes. Ah, and it is Among Us. So yeah, I know it's always Friday. Oh, oh, there's a pattern to the madness. Yes, I see. Very good. <laughs> well then. Yep. Bye. Bye.